Hello everybody and welcome back. Quick announcement. We're looking to start a fans of the podcast fantasy football league. We get about six people already interested. We have until like mid-August when they're actually doing the draft. Mary Sue is running it. You're into that kind of stuff, swing by the Discord and poke me, Mary Sue, or this whole channel for it down in there. If you guys want to come do, I don't know, RPGs for jocks, come hang out. It'll be fun. None of us know what we're doing except for, like, Mary Sue. But, you know, this is just our chance to take her down. Speaking of Mary Sue, today's episode is all about Mary Sue and all of the things that Mary Sue is looking to get up to on her own in her little downtime before everybody gets back together. So with that out of the way, I will let you guys get to the show. You guys are able to break from your little meeting, making plans to get back together in a couple of days to talk about your brilliant plan to try and take down Morgana. Mm-hmm. I mean, she already knows Michael is ready to go. She has to convince the other three that this is their only way out. What is your plan then this late night after you've begun to hatch nefarious schemes? So I think she's probably going to go home because it was a day. The next morning, it's the whole get up, figure out this plan, what she's going to do. She's going to get the idea of I'm going to go like they do in the turrets. I'm going to go do stakeout at LaFay's, but I can't go as myself. So now we're just going to like look at images of other female elves so she can just use cosmetics and facial sculpt to kind of just alter herself enough so it doesn't look like her. What time of day do you want to go there to stake it out? Because you know that it doesn't open for breakfast time. No, it doesn't open for breakfast time, which is why she's probably going to spend most of the day making sure that she doesn't look like her. Two successes. I think she would think get there like around seven. Well, you can you can do as you will. Okay, that's what I will. Seven p.m. She's going to be there at seven p.m. And just sit in the bar. Give me your various other not-look-like-Mary-Sue rolls. Four on disguise, five total on my facial sculpt. I should not look like Mary Sue. Can you roll me a number of dice? What number would you like me to roll you? Seven dice. Describe to me what your four hits of disguise and five hits of facial sculpt look like. Mary Sue has changed her appearance to look a little more round face, more button nose, and the ears maybe just a little bit shorter, more cheruby looking. She can't do anything with her hair, so she may have to go get a wig. Sure, you'll grab a wig. We'll make her a, a brunette. Clothes will probably not be corporate, but also not be ganger. They'll probably be more like what she wore to relax in college. She might look just a little more, well, I don't want to say like frumpy, but more, I don't know if anybody will get this reference, more bridge and tunnel. And probably a little loose on her. Half size or size off. How are you getting there? In my car. Parking a couple blocks away and walking. Cool. Then the only thing I want from you is a visual-based perception roll as you're walking up. So with six hits on your visual perception roll, you will see that some parts of the building have gotten fresh repairs done. 
it looks like to get rid of all of the nice, you know, flowery languages aspects of the building may have been lightly reinforced. The cameras on the outside look like newer models. You will see what looks like a bullet hole that has been painted over that you never noticed before. Maybe it was always there. Who knows? What kind of people do I see hanging out? You see people that are tunnel and bridge. Bridge and tunnel. Okay, so bridge and tunnel crowd... Just people out for a regular night on the town. Just those kinds of people. You don't see anything with your six hits that strikes you as unusual. At least at this point. You might get into some unusual stuff later. Alright, so she's made note of the uh, recent construction, new cameras. Looks like things have been reinforced. Looks like some bullet hole repair work has been done, but not too well that it hasn't escaped my eye. I assume she doesn't see Morgana. Not outside. Oh, so this is just outside. I haven't gone in yet. Okay. Just walking up to the place. Then I'm going to make a note to do research then the next day. But yes, I'm going to go in. You will notice that business is not as it usually is. It seems like there are very few customers in here compared to every other time you have been here. I'm going to go get a seat at the bar and order just a club soda bartender is happy to make that happen. Just kind of sit there at the bar and lend in and watch. Probably will stay there for a few hours and probably a drink, a club soda for each hour I'm there. Are you ordering any food? No. After like 15 minutes, the bartender is going to come up to engage you in just casual conversation. You know, are you you meeting anybody here? Are you sure I can't get you anything? All of those things. She will engage in uh, small talk. We'll talk about current events. We'll just say, nope, just coming to relax after working or just here to relax, just enjoying the scenery and just that's it. Heard it was a great place to just come in and relax and, and check out. I feel like this is a non-corporate etiquette. He's going to engage you in conversation for several minutes, trying to find out why you're here. You mentioned that you heard about this place. Try to draw out from you where you heard about it being a good place to unwind. Uh, He's going to ask if you heard anything else. He's going to ask you where you work. And he's going to continue the small talk in a way to try and get you to talk about yourself. She'll probably use that same ID that she was using for this last job where she was a production assistant. She'll say that the uh, production company that she worked for, she had heard some of her co-workers talking about it. They didn't actually tell her directly. Uh, she doesn't really know them. She's still kind of new, but she just overheard. And so she decided to just come and, you know, hang out and see the place. Just that kind of small talk. Answer the bartender's question. You'll see a couple of the waitresses come up to get drinks for, well, the, like, one table that's here. It's a couple of old people. And they'll come up and get drinks for themselves. And then they will go back to their little circle. You don't see Sasha working tonight. Okay. The other wait staff that you see is just the people that you have seen several times. They don't seem to pay you any kind of special mind. You will notice Morgana floating about. Okay. How soon after I get there do I notice that? She was there before you. So how long am I sitting there before I see her floating about? 
it'll be several minutes into your conversation with the bartender because he's got more hits on you than the etiquette role and he, he's engaged you in conversation and gotten your attention. Mm-hmm. She could have been sitting down here for a couple of minutes before you noticed. Okay. I would expect to see her. It's her place. It is her place. A few minutes after you spot her, you'll hear people coming in. It's not super loud in here because there's no conversation, really. There's not people walking all over the place. You will see a small group of people come in that look like they do not belong at all. What makes them stand out like that? These people are wearing street clothes. One guy's got a giant mohawk. One guy's got some really obvious chrome that is just excessive. Like, you could have normal human-sized arms, right? This guy's Mm -hmm. got jacked, bulk-modded arms on his arms. Not the usual customer for LaFay's. Not the usual customers for any respectable kind of area. Do they have gang colors at all? Do I notice familiar gang colors at all? Are they wearing Ancients colors or no? It's That's it. They are not wearing Ancients colors. All right. Roll me a memory test. See if that can do anything. The guy with the bulked up, jacked out cyber limbs, he is a human. He's wearing black and orange which you will remember as the gang colors that the people at that stuffer shack were wearing when Chucky got blown up. I don't remember if anybody ever named who gang walked to Mary Sue. I think a lot was going on, and I don't think she ever bothered to even find out. She just knew they were bad people that did bad things. I want to say at some point it was mentioned, but I don't know if that would be the kind of thing that Mary Sue would recall. Mm-hmm. So, so there's three of these guys. One of them is this guy with the bulked out arms and the black and red colors. One is a lady troll who looks like a wizard almost. She's wearing more of robes rather than clothes. More of like a toga style. On the edges, throw in a neon tube lighting. Throw in some other vibrant colors. And just ridiculous haircut. It's got, like, an AR pattern of constellations and stuff going through it. Huh. Where did these people go? Did they just go to a table? Do they go to the bar? These people go back to the table that Morgana does business at. The third guy is is actually a kookaburro. And these three weird-looking people are going to go right back. One of the servers that has brought you stuff in the past will bring them over stuff. Morgana will, after a moment or two of them getting settled, head over in that direction and take her usual seat. Is the bartender still within earshot? Yeah, he's a bartender in a dead restaurant. You're his only customer, and the servers aren't busy enough to draw him away. So as this group enters and goes towards that table, and I get an eyeful of them, I think Mary Sue might kind of just say, as she tracks their movement to the bartender... Is that the usual crowd that that comes in here? He'll give you a smile like, oh, no, that's... Those are friends of the owner. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's good, because, I mean, if, if that's the type of people that are going to, you know, start coming in, then I, I may just grab my stuff and go. I don't really want to hang out at a place that has that that type of clientele. He'll put down whatever it was that he was working on, you know, usual bar tidying up, and come back over and re-engage you in conversation about what types you usually hang out with. 
she'll talk to the bartender and say, well, you know, my close friends are all former coworkers, and we get together once in a while, you know, now that we're no longer working at the same place. You know, they're pretty dull and boring, not much action, but I've seen people like that before. Um, I had a terrible experience in a stuffer shack one time. I just really don't want to be in a place that's going to have like that. I just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've had some bad experiences in stuffer shacks before. I got their uh, their soyritos one time. I had to call out of work. It was so bad. Yeah, I'm talking about, you know, like people like that came in and robbed the place while I was in there. That's, you know, I think I'd have rather had the bad soyrito. He'll brush past that into asking... So you really only go out every once in a while with these friends that you don't work with anymore? Well, they don't really like the same things I like, you know. So just, you know, once in a while we'll go out, get together, maybe do an activity or two. But pretty much I stick to just myself. Just yourself? No boyfriend, girlfriend? She'll kind of just, maybe just for a fraction of a second, maybe be taken aback at the memory, but she's going to recover pretty well and kind of smile and say, no, no boyfriend. He will begin talking to you more on a personal thing, trying to find out what kind of things you like. Things does she like? Uh Uh-huh. She enjoys going to the theater. She enjoys going to movies. She has one friend who was into LARPing, and that seemed mildly interesting, but she's never actually, like, seen it or done it. She really enjoys going to clubs at night in Seattle downtown. Being new to the area, it's nice to go see all the new clubs. So this conversation will go on for a couple of minutes. Are you trying to do anything else in the meantime? I am still keeping an eye on, like, how long do they talk? What's the conversation look like? Does it look tense? Does it look relaxed? Does it look like she's, you know, getting together with her weird ganger brother? I don't know. But I am still trying to also engage this bartender and probably is going to actively flirt back with him. Several minutes of flirting will go by and stalking and checking out the place. Probably about ten the small group of people that were back there meeting with Morgana won't eat. They'll have just the one round of drinks that was brought over. And then they will all begin getting up to leave. And without really interacting with any of the other staff, they will head on out of here. Mary Sue will probably try to close out the conversation, but give the bartender one of her burner comm codes. When you do, hmm. he will respond with, you know, there's a club a little bit down the street due to the lack of real interest in business uh he'll point over to one of the servers they're more than happy to cover the bar for the rest of the night and i could my car's around back there's a club that just started up uh down the street if you wanted to go um well i i have my own car but i'll meet you down there and she'll put her hand out to shake his and and say i'm mary He'll introduce himself as Vincent. He'll also give you his comm link. We'll tally out your club soda tab, which they probably don't charge for. Club soda, they they may, but he may have just put it on the house since, you know. Since it was like one club soda and then free refills over like an hour. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, great, I'll meet you there in 
15 minutes. Chip, look at him and nod and smile and walk out to follow those uh, people. Are you trying to be shady when you follow them, or are you just trying to follow them? I'm just trying to follow them. Just give me a perception roll as you get outside. Three. So you're going to see the group of them all in the same area, around a couple of cars and a motorcycle. The motorcycle's kind of tricked out. The one car, it looks like a street racer. And then one more utility, older model vehicle. They're having a little bit of a conversation, but not like a vocal hearing conversation. It's clearly a conversation that is happening in DNI, but you can still see the body language. Because you say something to one of them, the person's head turning and their hand motions, that kind of thing. Do they have tags on them, like plates? I mean, I'm sure they have morphine license plates, but still. I'm going to try to DNI myself the description of the cars and the tags on the car. Sure. I would DNI them to Chuck, but then I'm afraid Chuck would do something. What's your next step? You're out here, you gave these people a little bit of a look over. I think I'm going to go to my car, and um, I'm sure he gave me the name of this club. He just didn't say club down the street. Um, yeah. Probably drive down, see what I could do about this frumpy outfit so I look a little better. Sure. Try to alter it in some way to make it look less frumpy. More clubby. 15 minutes of ominous things happening in the background. <gasps> Vincent will show up. He'll be wearing like the same work pants and shoes and stuff. But he's gotten a nicer, more going out shirt. He put on a new shirt. Nice. You can smell the cologne on him, so clearly he redoused himself. Did what he could. Oh, Mary Sue will greet him enthusiastically. He'll reciprocate in kind. He will. Are you going to do anything in particular throughout the course of the night at the club or just kind of have a good time maybe for once with no real strings attached? Can she, though? I don't know. Can she? I think the beginning of it may end up being asking, like, how long has he worked at LaFay's? Where were you before? Do you like it there? What do you like about it? You must get to meet a lot of great people. And then ask, like, what's the, you know, best bartender story you have, worst bartender story you have. Just kind of like that weird kind of first date vibe interrogation. Just filling out the the dating application. Yes. But she'll slowly drift into maybe just enjoying his company and just having a good time. Maybe she likes him. I don't know. It depends on these answers. He has worked there for a couple of years. Before that, he was at some other restaurants. He went to some kind of bartending school. He's always worked in food service, dishes, serving, tried his hand at cooking, but it was too hot in the kitchen. But bartending is like cooking, but with liquid. Mm-hmm. Any of his bartending stories have nothing to do with LaFay's. They all reference bartending school, other restaurants, that kind of thing. He never says anything interesting or unusual that happens there. And if you want to roll something, you can totally roll something. I do want to roll something. I want to see if I can direct that conversation, see if he will say anything at all disparaging about LaFay's. With your three net hits on trying to find out stuff about LaFay's, he's not going to give anything up about it. 
And you well, wait, 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 wait. Rephrase now. I said direct to see if he would say anything disparaging about LaFace, not trying to get info from him about. I'm just trying to see will he like just talk bad about a coworker, talk about maybe they serve some bad food or just they had a customer that was rude. Will he talk about them in any negative way? He will not. Okay, that is important. Okay. He deflects a lot of your questions to how much he enjoys working there and how much better it is than other places like, oh, yeah, well, like here at LaFay's, yada, yada. But when I worked at other place, similar situation, but worse scenario, mm-hmm. you know, because you have been there and because you have net hits on this, that weird and shady shit has happened there. And he is not allowed to talk about what he has seen if he has seen anything. We're just going to spend two hours probably just stopping the uh, the uh, interviewing and interrogating and questioning and just enjoy a night out with a person and not have to think about all the terrible things Mary Sue has done. Can you roll me another etiquette roll? So throughout the course of the night, you will notice a slight change in the conversation that he seems to be more interested in certain aspects of who you are that seem rather specific before it was just small talk casual flirting that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but towards the end of the night it almost feels like more of a notes taking can I roll judge intentions does this seem like he genuinely wants to know more about about this person he's with or does this seem like he has been given a list of things to find out this seems like throughout the rest of the night it was more of a casual conversation and good time thing but then as it gets longer in and might be wrapping up soon air quotes this seems almost like oh shit i forgot to do my homework he will ask when he might see you again and that part seems genuine from your net judge intentions role and the rest of the evening stuff seems rather genuine. But Upon getting this idea that he's really not being as genuine as what maybe she thought he was, because she had started to slip into, yes, he's nice, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing and have a good time, and then he ended up turning it back. So yeah, at the end of the night, she'll um, probably feign of being a little tipsy because she was drinking at the club. She'll ask him if he wouldn't mind walking her to her car. He's going to know that you're not drunk because he's a bartender. But but when girl you've been (laughs) flirting with all night says, hey, walk me back to my car, you say, yes, ma'am. So, yeah. He'll float back a little bit more out of that homework and into more of what he was like earlier. More relaxed, more more flirty, more fun, more Mm -hmm. more natural. And you guys will go back to your car. Mm-hmm. And he'll walk you to your door. My car door, yeah. Yeah. Vincent, I, I know this is probably a terrible imposition. Um, would you mind driving me home? Uh, you might, uh, sure. His eyes will go off at the AR for a second. Across the parking lot, you'll hear a car start up. You know, headlights will come on and then it'll start moving. And then he'll walk you around to the passenger side 
Okay. Open the door and then get inside. She'll get in the passenger and she'll ask him to get behind the wheel. Yep. Okay. And yes, I understand grid guy drives you home, but, you know. Oh, no. He he can handle it. He's got this. He totally <laughs> drive whatever this is. It's a sidewinder. After a few minutes, she'll just kind of relax in the seat and take a couple deep breaths and just... He will comment on the newness of the car, how nice it is. He'll readjust the seat, make some more pleasant small talk. Do you give him your actual address? Some other address, just so he just starts driving. After probably about five minutes, she'll... um. Now, I can't control my car, so I could actually change its destination and have it start going wherever I want, right? So he's going to try and be a man, because men are dumb. Yeah. And he's going to actually drive this car instead of relying on Grid Guide. All right. So if you tell your car, hey, Grid Guide, take over Mm -hmm. and go here instead, he's going to kind of notice, because kind of like when you put cruise control on or off with the buttons, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that. What I'm thinking is, hear me out first, is I'm going to pull my gun and then tell my car to start driving. You could have the command queued up in your yeah, AR. Yeah, that's and- what I want to do. I want it to start driving to the scrapyard. At some point, she's she's going to get that instruction queued up for the car. She's going to reach into her bag. She's, she's going to pull out that Ruger Super Warhawk and aim it at him. He will continue the conversation that you guys were having before, so until he notices that you stop participating in your side of the conversation. And he'll look to his right. Oh, shit! The steering wheel on the car just cranked to the one side, and his feet are doing something with the pedals down there, but thankfully the car doesn't go anywhere. He's fucking like, oh, Jesus Christ, somebody's pointing a gun at me. What do you do? She'll just smile and say, Vincent, relax, don't worry. The, the car's... Don't worry about the car. Need you to relax, because if you frighten me or startle me, I, I don't know, I, I might pull the trigger by accident, and I would hate to do that. So I need you to be calm. You want to roll me something? So he'll have his hands up. and be like, okay, I just... Don't shoot. His head's leaned back, like, as far as it can go against the window. Just Vincent, just, just rest your hands on the wheel. I don't need people driving by us seeing you with your hands up. Just rest them on the wheel. The car's going to drive. Just relax. And he will, but his head is still like, Oh, God. Look, I don't know. I didn't mean anything. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're really nice, but I'll just I'll just get out here, and I'll walk home, and I'll leave my wallet. We'll send a command for the doors to lock. A ominous pfunk. Vincent, I, I thought you were nice, too. I was actually starting to really enjoy the time I was spending with you. It's been a while since I've actually relaxed and started to have that much fun. But, um, you kind of ruined that for me. I'm sorry, I'll never happen again. I'll never see you again. Well, you may see me again, but we'll see how this conversation goes first. So, who are you asking all the questions for? Me? You can go ahead and roll con. Yeah, he's lying. (laughs) Vincent, this is going to go a lot smoother if you just start being more honest with me and we can salvage this relationship. My boss? Your boss? Who is? 
Miss Morgana? Miss Morgana. And why does she want to know so much about some strange girl that was in her bar? I don't know. What else were you supposed to get from me? Just information, stuff about you, who you were. And your boss asks you to do that with every woman that walks in? No. Then why me? She said your name looked familiar. Well, Vincent, you're going to have to make a choice. You're going to have to make a choice between your boss... I choose to not get shot. That's good. That's the, the choice I need you to make. You're either going to get shot, or you're going to go back and tell your boss what I want you to say. Just, I don't want to get shot. Can you go back and lie to your boss? I can try. No. Try isn't going to work. I may as well just shoot you now. No, please don't shoot me. Then I need to know you can lie to your boss. I will lie to my boss. Because, I mean, I can always find you again. Facial sculpt did look like him. You're pointing a gun at him and your face is going mushy, mushy. If you want to go ahead and roll intimidation at, like, plus six. Plus six. Yeah, no, he's fully intimidated, and he sees your face go mushy-mushy, and he just... Can I... I should keep my eyes on the road, right? And his head just goes forward and just slightly tilts to the side so as to not look at you. Knuckles go white. And you can see his leg doing the little, like, dog thing where it goes up and down because he's fucking nervous and his foot's tapping and... I'll, I'll tell her whatever you want. So seeing that he's been cowed with her other hand that's free, she'll rest it on the, the leg that's tapping. Push down so it stops. Okay, Vincent. So you're gonna tell your boss that this girl that you know is new in town and Works as a production assistant at this company. Pretty boring. Lives alone. No family. No friends. That's it. And if your boss is concerned because the name sounds familiar, then tell her that a name Mary is pretty common. So it's not impossible to have similar names. Or the same name. Yes, yes ma'am. Now I need you to say it back to me and I need you to make me believe it. He will repeat to you what it is you said. Mm -hmm. Like, exactly. Ask him to do it again and again until they get to scrappers. Until he can just say it like it's natural. Sure, so you just take a couple minutes to try and brainwash this guy. It's not, I'm helping him feel comfortable with the lie so it's not a lie when it comes time to tell it. What do you do when you get to the scrapyard? Just have it park outside the gate, turn off the engine, turn off the lights. Ask him if he understands. Yes, ma'am. Are we clear? Crystal clear. And then I have your calm. Uh-huh. I think you and I will have a date tomorrow night. Yes, ma'am. Now, I'm going to let you go. And again, I can find you if you mess this up. He will be happy to do whatever it is you want from him to not get shot. Okay. So, unlock the doors. Okay, Vincent, this is where our date ends. Thank you for driving me home. And he will get out of the car and start running down the street. 
This is 5-22-19. Mary Sue begins plotting part one, the nothing goes as she planned. <laughs> well, if my GM isn't going to let anything go, then fine. If he needs his NPC to win, fine. Kill Mary Sue. Uh, you, you attempt to wound me. I'm not attempting to wound you. You make it sound like your NPC is... Uh, unable to suffer mortal wound. Are you protecting your NPC? I would never. Well, then, here we go. Let's see what happens. Oh. You can just call me X, because I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> it's threats like that that make me think you're protecting your NPC. She has to convince the other three that this is their only way out. Good luck with that. I know, because they hate me. Well, you are a giant lizard monster. I'm still Mary Sue. But are you? Are you really? Oh my god. Making sure that she doesn't look like her. I'm going to guess that she... Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me roll. Let me roll. Let me roll. See if she's a smart cookie. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Um, it would be a knowledge, wouldn't it? I don't even know what you're trying to do. So that's shadow community. So trying to think what other shadow runners would do in this situation. Two successes. I think she would think get there like around seven. Probably too early. No, at night. We just said it wasn't going to be in the morning. Oh, I'm sorry. You, we Are went you not from, listening? You went from it's not open in the morning to all of a sudden staking out like seven hours after people get there. So that just seems like you're jumping through a lot of the day. She's going to spend the whole day getting her disguise set. Four on disguise, five total on my facial sculpt. I should not look like Mary Sue. You want to go ahead and write that on the... Uh, the board there so we remember I am currently looking something up unless you want me to just go by my memory which may be wrong but I wouldn't want to insinuate that my NPCs are oh my <gasps> how God, dare you throw that back at me when you're the one that had can't I write on the board I can't write on the board are you using the like paintbrush thing that lets you draw shapes no I was using uh, text there we go. Now I have to look like a kindergartner. There. Four for disguise, five for facial sculpt. Comfortable with that level of success? Yes. Cool. Can you just write down two hits for mystery roll? M. For it's mystery. For mystery. <laughs> I don't know if anybody will get this reference. More bridge and tunnel? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay, so she's going to just look like she's trying to fit in. Like, you know how people dress when they, they think that's how people dress in the city. So she's just going to... It's not going to be corporate. It's not going to be super dressed up. It's not going to be clubbing. It's just going to be regular going out clothes. So looking like a person. Looking like a person. In a, a dressed respectably. Dressed nice. Not too good. Not too shabby. Then the only thing I want from you is a visual-based perception roll as you're walking up. You know, the one thing I've never put any points into since I 
created this poor character perception. I must love being oblivious. That's how you win Cthulhu. That's how you win Cthulhu. What kind of people do I see hanging out? You see people that are... Oh, the fuck's the phrases? Tunnel and bridge. Bridge and tunnel. Bridge and tunnel. Whatever. You call... You say you're East Coast. I have never heard that phrase before. Really? My oh my gosh. No, you've never heard of the bridge and tunnel crowd? Okay. No. All right. I wear, like, video game shirts and the same black pants. And by the same, I mean, like, I have six pairs of the same black pants. That just proves you're a genius. It also proves that I'm a cartoon <laughs> character. <laughs> Not too well that it hasn't escaped my eye. Are you in, like, super spy detective mode where... Uh-huh. Everything goes into slow motion and you go Sherlock home time on it? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes, that's what that's what's happening. Are you ordering any food? No. I'm at the bar. Yeah, what's wrong with eating food at a restaurant at the bar? Right. So, that's like a thing. I don't really like to have food while I'm at a bar. You're weird. <laughs> I like to have food when I'm at a table at a restaurant. It's a weird thing. Uh, I'll do it, but not often. <laughs> Just yourself. No boyfriend, girlfriend? Oh gosh, let's make a composure roll. Oh god. It's too soon. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Poor Valentine. She'll kind of just, maybe just for a fraction of a second, maybe be taken aback at the memory, but she's going to recover pretty well and kind of smile and say, no, no boyfriend. You're lucky he can catch it. (laughs) And probably is going to actively flirt back with him. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm good. 15 minutes of ominous things happening in the background. <gasps> ominous, ominous, ominous. Ominous, ominous, ominous. Maybe she likes him. I don't know. It depends on these answers. <laughs> it's got, we've got to rank them and then <laughs> the answers and then <laughs> decide from there. Um, <laughs> this seems almost like, oh shit, I forgot to do my homework. This displeased. What are you going to do? Eat him? the rest of the evening stuff seems rather genuine, but this is where I'm debating do I just, you know, go alright, forget it and just walk away, or is this where I say, walk me to my car, pull a gun on him and ask him what the hell he's doing I can't answer that for you. I know let's flip the coin one, he gets to walk away two, he's gonna get a gun Okay. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. He's nice. I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing and have a good time. And then he ended up turning it back. And I understand this is a double standard, everyone. I get it. (laughs) But. (laughs) That part's going at the end. So the whole doing a double standard. This is bullshit. Absolutely. I recognize it. I recognize it, everyone. But. Who was upset because she was going to let her guard down and she was going to have fun with somebody and then he went and ruined it because I mean 
We can always find you again. <gasps> Out of character. Yeah. Can she slightly morph just a little bit? Like, just kind of let that slip out just a little bit to scare him? You could, if you wanted, try to facial sculpts to look like him. To That might give you the effect that you're looking for. Okay. But I can't do opposite sex. Why not? Because I tried before, and it looks like I'm just a relative of them. I'm not them. Yeah, because you rolled like garbage. You shut up on the rolls. All right, facial sculpt to look like him. Either way, it's going to be freaky, because your face is going to go... See? Garbage. I'm, I'm sorry that your dice suck. I know, always on facial sculpt. But still, I'm making my face move, so it's got to look like a horror show, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Success like, either way. <laughs> you're pointing a gun at him and your face is going mushy mushy. So he's uh uh if you wanna go ahead and roll intimidation at like plus six. Plus six. Yeah. I already have a great intimidation. Yeah, well you're pointing a gun at this dude and your face went mushy mushy. And he will get out of the car and start running down the street. And the player knows that it was a total mistake to drive to the scrapyard. <laughs> so she's just left the channel. And I'm going to say this because it's going to end up in the outtakes. But man, remember when you guys said that I'm too easy on them? Well, fuck. <laughs> oh, this is going to be weird. Not weird. It's going to be real interesting to see where this goes. Because of things that I can't wait to reveal later. Uh... Bye. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to, to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast any official capacity whatsoever music and sound effects are provided by sirenscape and i don't think i need to add anything else so alice from beam burner media strikes again club music by royalty free beats and of course the ever popular eponema daydreams produced by bird creek royalty free both can be found on YouTube, and both are covered under the Creative Commons license and used with blanket permission from the creators. Sound effects were sourced from freesound.org, and those that weren't were sourced from permission from Sirenscape. See you next week. <laughs>